Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report. This is our SummerSlam recap. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me as usual every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best, the best in the business, the Nugs of Greg. The best in the business? 24-7. <laughs> the nest in the business. So, <laughs> <laughs> so SummerSlam, in the books now. I, uh... I thought it was a good show. A couple of couple of things that weren't really too good, and one surprising thing that happened, and we'll talk about all that tonight when we go over the matches. So, if you guys are ready, we can get started, and we will have our co-host go first tonight. Okay. Um, well, SummerSlam kicked off with the matchup of. Um, Logan Paul taking on Ricochet. You know, obviously, I mean, when you watch, there's really, honestly, hold on. Sorry. I don't even know why they do a pre-show anymore. Because um, they never have a match or anything on it. So it's just, you know, whatever. Do 15 minutes if you want to do something because you're paying these people to be there for whatever reason. Because the same vignettes they do. On the pre-show, they do before every match. So we got the build-up and all that. Um, I mean, first thing that that I can that'll make note of is is that is, is I love Carter Graves more and more all the time. Um, Carter Graves is making me miss um, Pat McAfee so much less. I mean, just the things that come out of his you know out of his mouth were like uh, that. Samantha Irving's dress matched Logan Paul's ring attire. I just, you know, little things like that. Um, you know, make make it really good. Um, but this was um, a very, 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 very good match. Um, Logan Paul dominated a little bit more than I thought he was going to, but it was, you know, next to impossible to keep Ricochet down. Um mm. You know, just some of the, the aerobatics and stuff that they both do in the ring are, you know, heads and above shoulders, above what others can do. And uh, this was a, a very, you know, competitive back and forth. <sighs> Taking a little bit away the fact that, you know, Logan Paul had to quote-unquote cheat to win with the uh, brass knuckles when he's already got a titanium whatever in his hand – so the brass knuckles probably softened the blow, so to say. But eh, um, all that aside, I mean, I really like this match. Thought it was a great way to start off, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna go a minus. Okay, Mister Twenty Four Seven. I agree. This was an awesome way to start the show. Um, you know, I expected a lot of high-flying stuff, a lot of crazy, holy shit moves, and we got them. You know, it, it's wild with Logan. You know, he's he's so good for being so new, and, like, even the moves that they, even some of the moves that they did that, you kind of were like, oh, kind of like, you know, it, it, I don't know how to explain it. They, all the moves work. They made all the moves work. Some of them were kind of slow at getting into it. But yeah. other than that, I didn't see much wrong, you know. And even that I didn't see wrong. 
you know, it was just, you know, I had to see something, I guess, type of thing, you know, and that's what it was. And, and it was, it was nothing. I really loved it. I mean, Ricochet, just the, the way he was talking to the crowd, the, the heelish stuff he was saying, and, and I kind of liked the brass knuckles. It kind of reminded me of, you know, back in the day when a brass knuckles will come and they hide it in the tights. And to me, it was just kind of like a throwback um, to when I was young watching wrestling. Okay. Um, whether that's what it was for or not, I don't know. But to me, I thought it was okay. Did it need it? No. You know, punch him with his thing, like you said. But whatever. Um, great way to start the show. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Trivia. Yeah, I, I agree with everything uh, you guys say. I agree with Nugget Grade. Um, but the funny thing is, is before it came on the show tonight, I was I happened to look at um, the the after the fight interview they had with Jake Paul after his fight last night, and his brother was his brother Logan was standing right behind him. Yeah. Where was his brother fighting? We talked about that That's yesterday during the prediction show. You just don't. You, oh. You I just don't like, listen, man. Oh, okay. He was so, in Dallas. Yeah, but I thought it was I thought it was real good. Look. Back and forth. I mean, the moves were just unbelievable. Logan Paul is, I mean, I knew the guy had talent, and I knew he was good in the ring, but I'm getting more and more impressed with that guy every time I see him. And I, I enjoyed the match. I gave it an A. Okay. After that, we then went on to the um, trilogy um, of Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Mr. 24-7, you are up. All right. Um, I loved it. I, I freaking loved it, man. Brock Lesnar, I, I, I feel like, like I always respected Brock Lesnar for who he is, what he does. I love every bit of him forever. But, man, I feel like I gained more respect for Brock last night. Like, even throughout the match, you can tell he was just, he was giving Cody a lot, you know. And you could tell he was into it. He was down to go in there and, and, and lose. And just every bit of this, was, to me, was awesome. Um, the, the, the Cody cutter that he gave Brock off the top rope was awesome. There was a bunch of stuff in here that was great. You know, the match itself, I mean, they didn't do crazy, crazy stuff, but they did plenty enough to make this awesome. Um, and like I said, the, the sportsmanship at the end for Brock to see, it was great to me, man. Um, even to see him walk up the, up, up the aisle, slapping hands, I think he put a, one of the kids' hats on. So to see him more baby faces is awesome. Um, I loved every bit of it. B plus. Okay, trivia. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I enjoyed the match. The commentary on the match was spot on too, because they're like, "Stay down, Cody, stay down." You know, Brock was telling them that. Michael Cole was telling them that. But you know, Cody's not going to do that because there, there's no quitting Cody Rhodes. Then he gave him three crossroads, and it's like, wow, that was. That was really something. And then I noticed, you know, how Cody pulled the turnbuckle pad off and just flung it, you know. So I, I was expecting to see a little uh, 
little blood there, but I guess that didn't happen. But I enjoyed the match. You know, this was, I guess, the final one between the two. Cody got the better of him, beat him two out of three. I, I really thought, you know, the match could have gone either way, but we all know that Cody was going to win it. I gave it a B-plus as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, was it a good match? Yes. I know talking to Trevor earlier, um, I think Brock Lesnar set his own personal record for being in a ring for over 17 minutes in a match. And, you know, it was the perfect pace for Brock to be able to go that way. Because Cody was outside for a seven, eight, nine count, get back in just to be, you know, be delivered one of 11 suplexes that happened in the match and then go back out of the ring. Um, and that was a good, I don't know, maybe, I didn't, you know, didn't time it, but good six, seven minutes of that match because it happened like four or five times. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. But this wasn't a no disqualification match, correct? Correct. It wasn't. Then as soon as Cody picked up the stairs and hit Brock Lesnar, it should have been over and Brock should have won via DQ. Yes, exactly. But because it's Cody Rhodes, it's not going to be. So I guess, you know, if you get to a certain level, disqualifications don't count for you. Because it wasn't something that he did when the referee was knocked down or the referee was distracted by somebody else is right in the middle of the match. Um, So that, you know, did a little takeaway for me on it. Um, Brock and Cody going forehead to forehead. I was waiting, waiting. And then he just took a step back, shook his hand, gave him a hug. And then I was waiting. I was waiting for that one last F5. Um, But no, it, it never happened. Um, and the way Brock took off his gloves, I mean, are we teasing uh, Brock Lesnar retirement here? I don't know. Um, but I did like the match. Nah, I have to knock it down, like I said, that little bit because of that one mistake that happened in there, in my opinion. Um, and I'm going to give it just straight up B. You know, it's amazing you mentioned that, Greg, because I was reading something on Sports Heater earlier this afternoon, and they said that Brock Lesnar is planning on retirement after WrestleMania 41. Oh, that's still two years away. Yeah, because it's going to be in it's going to be in Minnesota. Yeah. So I guess he wants to go out on his uh, at home. I guess has 41 been officially announced as Minnesota? Uh. Don't know that I just reading what I was just reading what I read. It said he wants to retire in his home state, and he wants to do it after WrestleMania 41 in Minnesota. Okay, I just I have not seen anything confirming that it's going to be in Minnesota. Okay. Um, After that, we then went to the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. Uh, Mr. Trivia, you are up. Uh, oh, what to say about the Battle Royal? I mean, I, uh, you know, at, at first we didn't know everybody that was going to be in it, and then all of a sudden we see everybody, you know, in the ring. They put the picture up on the wall, uh, up on, uh, 
the pre-show as to who was going to be in it. And, right. You know, there really wasn't a lot of monsters in it until Omos joined. But I guess, to me, I guess the right guy won. I mean, you know, I guess they had planned on doing something with L.A. Knight at, uh, at SummerSlam for the Royal Rumble, and he ended up eliminating Sheamus. Which, you know, I kind of figured was apropos because they had the match against each other the night before on SmackDown. So, but, I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, I, I gave it a C. Okay. Um, I think the wrong person won um, because, once again, as we spoke about it yesterday, you, you get nothing for winning this. Um, so that was his quote unquote big win at a premium live event, not at payback uh, against Austin Theory, not over in Saudi Arabia against Austin Theory, where his big win could be a title win. This is the big win. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't want him to win. I didn't think it was time for him to win, but now we've got to see what happens. Um, and like I said to Trip, I, I I totally absolutely disagree with the the C grade, um, especially when you're gonna say, oh, I think the right person won. Um, the fans got what they wanted. It was more one of the without including the Royal Rumble. It, it's just one of the better better Royals I can remember in years. Um, everybody ganged up on Omas. I mean, it was surprising to see. Otis goes so early, especially with how much. But then again, it was great seeing Chad Gable making a statement. Um, the way they all got together and threw Omos over. And then, you know, Bronson Reed was one of the last four, and, and he was eliminated. And there wasn't too many of those, you know, typical Royal Rumbles or Battle Royal spots where somebody comes running at somebody and they duck down and pull the ropes so the big fat man can go over the ropes it was a good competitive battle royal. Um, I actually gave it a B. Mr. 24-7. What the hell just happened to my phone? Um, I didn't mind this battle royal. I didn't mind it. It wasn't nothing special, but it wasn't bad at all. Um, you know, there was a lot of names in there. A lot of guys that I like to see. And they all had their little spots, you know, throughout the match. Um, you know, I think the spots that they kind of highlighted, you know, uh, getting Omos out, you know, I think that's something. Even though we clot in these matches where they all group, you know, get on the big guy, it's still kind of fun to watch. So I, and especially to get... And it seemed like L.A. Knight came in right at the last moment with everybody, and then they all heaved them over. So every guy, I think, was on them who was left. Um, but, yeah, it was okay, man. I like to see everybody get a get a spot, get a little, you know, minute to shine. Um, you know, I, you're right with L.A. Knight. Even though I love L.A. Knight and I like all the the attention he's getting and, and all that, but th- to me it's past – they passed it. They missed it, basically. They should have did it a long time ago. So to give them just this nothing win, yeah, it was the pop they probably wanted for SummerSlam, and they got it, and that was all fine and dandy. But 
it was just worthless to me. But overall, I did like it. Okay, I gave it a B minus. All right. After that, we then went to the only other match on the card that wasn't um, determining a title change at all, as it was Ronda Rousey against Shayna Baszler in an MMA um, rules match. Uh, I get to lead off with this. Hold on. Just just thinking about the match. Just hold on. Another one. Um, I mean, I was hoping that with them both having MMA, UFC backgrounds, that, like, maybe punches were going to seem a little bit more real. Maybe there'd be a slight bit behind them. But, I mean, come on. I've seen more vicious slaps with a pillow in a pillow fight than what they were doing to each other. I mean, yeah, there were a couple hits. Um but, I mean, when, when Shayna gave that devastating kick, quote-unquote, kick to Ronda Rousey, she was already ducking her head away before the kick even hit her. I just, ah, I, I don't, I didn't like really pretty much anything about this match. Um, thankfully, it was only just over seven and a half minutes long, but it was just boring. I've never, I mean, even stupid MMA fights that I've seen, I they're not boring because you see blood, you see this, you see that. This was just, I don't know, like two kids play fighting in the backyard um, or in their bedroom, on their beds. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't really like it that much. I, I, the only reason I didn't give it the grade I gave it to is because I think the right person won, um, and that was Shayna. So I'm going to give this just, a, just a, an average match score of a C. Mr. 24-7. To me, this sucked. Um, I feel like they had a great opportunity here, you know, calling it the MMA match. And, you know, they could have did some pretty big things here, I think. Um, And they did the total opposite. I mean, they did pretty much nothing. I mean, I think there was one spot in the match, later on in the match, where when Shayna got all pissed off, when she was like, all right, fine, and, like, she ran at her, and they they gave each other, like, three punches in the face, I think, and that was really it. And then everything else was just a couple, you know, submission moves and just stupidity. It was all, it was boring. You said it. Yeah. It was boring. Um You know, and I agree with you. The fact that Shayna won is why I'm even going here. I'm going to go C minus because it was horrible. Yeah, but if if you notice, when they were punching, they weren't hitting each other in the face. They were, like, right up here. I mean, you can even do that to yourself. Hit yourself here and hit yourself here. Yeah, the jaw is a lot softer than, uh, you know, they take a lot more up here. But trivia, what would you think? Yeah, I I definitely agree. I mean, there was one point point in the match where – you know, Ronda ran and jumped and, you know, kneed her in the face. And it looked like it really, really woke up Shayna because she looked a little glassy-eyed uh, from that point. But, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was me. Did you guys think that, you know, when uh, Shayna had her in that finishing hold that Ronda went out a little too quick? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah, it kind of looked that way. But definitely the right person won. I really didn't care too much for the match. I'm glad it's over. Um, 
let everybody go and do what they got to do now. I gave it a C as well. Okay. After that, we then went to the match for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. I, I don't know where um, Ludwig Kaiser gets that from, but it was the Intercontinental title uh, as it was Gunther defending against Drew McIntyre. Uh, Mr. 24-7, you're up. All right. This was awesome. Um, I like that this match was next because, you know, the what we just came off of, you know, everybody was kind of, I guarantee they were all just down and like, man, that was horrible. And then we got this, and this, to me, brought me all the way back up, if not even higher than I was in the beginning. Like, this was so good. And to have, even to have Drew not win, I like, to me, it did nothing. You know, it didn't hurt him at right. all to me. I mean, this was so good. Their, their chests were so beat up. And we kind of figured it would we would see some chops and all that, and that's what we wanted to see. And we got it, and we got it to the full extent, and it was it was awesome. Um, I was I was really not surprised. I was actually like when Gunther picked up Drew for his power bomb, it looked like he did it with ease. Yeah, you know. And Drew's a big boy, and I know he probably helped out with it, but man, it looked good. Um, just all the big hits, all the loud, loud slaps and chops. Um, uh, it was just all, all, everything about it was awesome. They were chanting, this is awesome, and it was well worth it. Um, I gave it a B plus. It was awesome. Okay. Trivia. Yeah, I totally agree. This was a, it, it was everything I thought it would be. It was a hard-hitting match. <clears throat> WWE really hit a home run by putting the IC title on Gunther because he's you know, he's he's doing a fabulous job as IC champion, um, and I just thought that this was a really good match, hard fought match. Uh, at one point, I thought it could have went either way, but you know they're not ready to take the title off of Gunther yet, and it was just a match that I expected. You know, it's too bad Drew lost, but, I mean, the chops were just ringing right through the arena. And it was just an amazing. It was, I thought it was a, a really good match. Good finish. I gave it a B-plus as well. Okay. Um, knowing for as long as we did, I mean, when Drew McIntyre came back, that he had his eyes set on Gunther, um... And it was one of those things where there was, yeah, there was just, I mean, Gunther had shit going on with Matt Riddle much more consistently than Drew McIntyre, but they put on a show that made you understand why they didn't have to promote this match much at all. Um, and I agree with what you said, DJ. Gunther is just so incredibly strong, and you wouldn't know, I mean, he's not, he's not, fat and out of shape or anything like that, like he used to be, you know, kind of chubby when he was back in NXT UK. But the man just shows freakish strength. You know, I mean, Cesaro showed freakish strength, but he was jacked. He, he's not jacked at all. But the man, and, and there's, he's so athletic that that kind of goes under the radar as to how athletic he is in a ring with things that he does. 
he he's just he just all in all right now um, is a home run to to WWE. And was I you know sad that Drew McIntyre lost? No, not at all. I think the right person won. I I absolutely thought that some shady shit might go down um, with Imperium, but nope. They did the introduction, walked into the ring, and then walked to the back. So, uh, well, you know, he beat him clean, one-on-one, which was another great thing to do. Um, and I also gave this one the uh, Mr. 24-7 uh, B+. After that, we then went to the match for the World Heavyweight Championship, where it was Seth Rollins defending against Finn Balor. Uh, Mr. Trivia, you are up. Really, really enjoyable match. Uh, Seth and Finn, I, I'm, well, before we did the prediction show, I was... Mike, all we see is your mouth. Oh, sorry. There you go. When I when we did the prediction show, I was like this close to wanting Finn Balor to win because I really wanted to see what would happen if Damian Priest cashed in on Finn Balor. But then I changed it at the last second before my pick came around. <clears throat> Excuse me. I knew the briefcase was going to come into play somewhere somehow, and. It, it did, and there was a lot of good good wrestling in this match. It was, you know, both guys used their finishers, and both guys kicked out, and it just happened to be the curb stomp on top of the briefcase that won it for Seth. I, I enjoyed the match. I gave it an A-. minus. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, everything about this match was um, was was great. I, I loved every minute of it. Um, you know, once again, him coming out all by himself with nobody from Judgment Day. You know, at that point, it looked like, okay, you know, you might get an actual one-on-one. And then when Damian Priest came down, it's like, okay, I understand why he's down. He's got the briefcase. And then, obviously, Rhea and, you know, Dom came out. It's like, okay, all right, what the? Okay, all right. And then the distraction and just, like, I mean, it seemed to me I could have misread it, but it looked like Damien was getting ready to just give Finn the briefcase the first time to whack Seth Rollins with it while the rep is being distracted. And so, okay, Finn maybe thought he was going to get him permission to cash in. You know, maybe that's the kind of the storyline going forward. I don't know. I want to see where that goes. But the only... Downside is that, you know, Finn Balor and the rest of Judgment Day didn't get to cut a promo because I really would have loved to hear the sound of 59,000-plus people booing Dominic when he tried speaking. But uh, I can't take any of the way thing from the match. Um, I, I just hope that, you know, after they took the briefcase backstage, they put a little dent in the briefcase so when – Damien Priest starts carrying it around again. They see a little debt in it and, you know, kind of maybe get a little bit between Finn and Damien, Damien there. But I, I, I like this um, just as much as I like the opening match. I gave this a flat-out A. Mr. 24-7. Yeah, I really like this one also. Um, 
you know, I was curious on what they, how they were going to incorporate the uh, briefcase, if they were going to cast in, if they were going to use it. I was ready, you know, because I knew, you know, we're getting set to fan. I'm like, it's going to be great no matter what they do here. I can't see it being bad. And, it, like, the fighting part, the, the, the match, all of it, every bit of it was good. Like, I, the way that they used their finishes, kind of in spots where probably could have did something else, but they went to those and kicked out, and kicked out of them. Usually I don't, I'm not into kicking out of people's finishes and then winning with one of them, you know, or whatever. But in this case, I was okay with it. And I really, I didn't understand at first when, when Priest was there with the thing. It, it, it looked confusing, almost like it was the wrong spot or something. Then I was like, wait, he just wants Finn to take it and hit Seth with it. But it looked like Finn was like, didn't know what was happening. Right. I like it. It just kind of put more of a little bit of a wrinkle between them, you know. Um, so I like it. I like that, you know, Finn's probably going to be really pissed now that he didn't win. And he's going to probably try to blame some of it on so I like how it all went down. For Seth to keep the title, I thought was cool. I did pick Finn because I wouldn't have minded it, but I'm cool with Seth winning it too. That was his title. He deserves to keep it. I'm down with it. Everything was good. Um, I gave it my B plus. Okay, trivia. Oh, you already talked about it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, on to the next match, which was the Triple Threat Women's Match. For the WWE Women's Championship, there's Asuka defending against Charlotte, defending against Bianca. Um, I get to go first with this, and I'm going to start off by saying I was so disappointed in this match. I really was. With the quote-unquote greatness we had in the ring, with those three women, it seemed like the moves just weren't cohesive. And, I mean, when Charlotte did her Somerset flip thing, um, when they were out of the ring, she totally missed. Yet, um, Bianca went down. And then Asa grabbed Charlotte, threw her back in the ring, and she came up the top rope and missed, yet Charlotte totally flipped over. I mean, come on. Those are mistakes that women in NXT make. If a move doesn't hit, you girls are professionals. It doesn't hit. You just make something else work after that. Um, it, just very, it looked very clumsy and very, very clunky. Bianca and... When she went out, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but when she was originally, quote-unquote, hurt, and she was holding her knee, I swear she was holding her left knee, limping to the back, I thought. Maybe I'm wrong. But when she came back in the ring, it was all her right knee. So, like I said, I could be wrong, I could be mistaken, but that's what I think I remembered. And it's just, you know, Bianca sneaking in the, to get the win, um, to to win her title back. 
to then, and I'm just going to roll into the next part, to, and I mean, if you didn't know when she limped back at that point that Bianca wasn't going to win, then you don't watch WWE wrestling. Um, and then knowing that there was a potential being cashed in, okay, you know, a wounded animal come out and put her out in her misery, um, taking out both Charlotte and Asuka with the briefcase ahead of time, and then even hitting Bianca with it, and then EO Sky standing on the top rope just wanting to ring the bell, and then the shooting star, and that was it. It was done. It was over. And we now have a new WWE Women's Champion in EO Sky. That was the only part of it that I say I really liked. Um, I just thought the rest of the match was clunky. Um, I should have gone with that prediction because that's exactly how I painted the picture during our prediction show. Um, but yeah, I, I, utter disappointment. I gave it a C plus, and only because EO cashed in and won. Mister Twenty Four Seven. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's literally that word is C plus because that happened. That was so bad for her when I watched it. The C. I don't know. Like obviously, she don't. Way like a, uh, a women's weight champion, but I was happy. Hope she does good with it. I felt like they cared more about passion than the match. Oh, and just like whatever, go go out there and just do the however many minutes it was at the back type of thing. Because this was, I mean, it was good. I mean, it was okay. It wasn't good. Like how you think Bianca should be. You know, you got three of the best women in wrestling in the ring, and this was, it wasn't good. There was a lot of mistakes. Like, you, you pretty much you called them. Like there was blatant, obvious that really bad. Um, but yeah, the C plus I'm going with, and I'm just going to break it. It was bad. It wasn't good. Okay, trivia. All right. Uh, well, first of all, Greg, you were absolutely right about Bianca with the knee because I noticed it as well. Um, this match, uh, I'd have to say, you know, there was a lot of miscues. And, you know, like Greg said, you know, the best part of the match was the cash in at the end because kind of, I kind of figured that, you know, EO was going to cash in once again. A Money in the Bank female cash-in was successful. They haven't had an unsuccessful women's cash-in yet, so. <clears throat> but um, it was nice to see Dakota Kai back. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think um, I think EO Sky will make a pretty good champion. And we'll have to see what WWE is going to going to do as far as, you know, rematches with all three of them, Bianca, Charlotte, Asuka. I, I, I mean, you know, when she when Charlotte had her in the, had Bianca in the figure eight, I thought it was over there, and then Bianca just blew the mist in her face. and Asuka. Then, Asuka blew the mist in her face. Asuka, yeah. She blew the mist in her face, and then that was kind of the ending, but I I thought the match was, was, was good. I mean, I, I liked the ending of it. I gave it a C plus. Okay. 
And after that, we then went to the main event of the evening, as it was for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Under competed under tribal combat between Roman Reigns defending against uh, main event Jey Uso. Mr. 24-7, you get to lead us off. All right. Um, it's hard to say that anything that Bloodline and all these guys do aren't great. But I'm going to say that it, it wasn't what I thought it would be, I guess. And not just because of the way it ended. I don't know. I think I was just, you know, I didn't know what to expect with the tribe. I think I was just looking for a whole lot more. Um, you know, being that this is the end of this story, but this is like, you know, someone's playing, this is like a kind of like an ending type of match. I wanted a whole lot. And although we did see a lot of stuff happening, to me, the match part of it was just okay. I mean, they went out there and they did the thing. And they looked good together because they all the fans. They've been fighting forever, so it looked good what they were doing. But I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm tripping. But to me, it just was. It was okay stuff. It was cool. You know, it wasn't great. To um, oh, I hated what Jimmy did. I hated that Solo come came out and did the same old stuff. I hated that they all jumped on out of I mean I get it and I'm 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 down with it, but I hated it. Um being that I'm saying that, I still think the the way that they did it all mess up. You know, it was a good performance, I guess I'll say. I wasn't down with I, I know I'm down out here, but I don't know how to say it because it's Roman and Uso. I mean, how do you say it was bad? But I wasn't into it that much. I'm going to be my Okay. Trev. I thought this was a... Bless you. I thought this was a really good match. Um, there was a lot of times where it looked like Jay was going to win, but we kind of knew he wasn't going to. And then... Excuse me. Bless you again. You know, he had Solo in there. There was no disqualification, combat rules, tribal combat rules. And it was just a match where basically anything goes. I mean, you know, he went to give Jay the the spear with the spike and Jay got out of the way and he hit Solo with the spear and the look on Roman's face was like, oh God, I hope he doesn't get up and kill me. Which, uh, and then when Jimmy came out, after I saw him pull Jay out of the ring, that's when I kind of figured that was Jimmy. But what he did was, oh, I was just so shocked. Which, which goes to show me that, you know, it's, it's going to probably go on and on and on. And, but I enjoyed the match. I thought it was good. It was a long match. Yeah, um, I believe it was, uh, like Greg said, I believe it was over 30 minutes. And um, it was just, to me, I thought it was a good match. I gave it an A. Wow. Okay. 
Um, yeah, it was 36 minutes long. Um, so I, I will give credit that it didn't seem like it was 36 minutes. Um, originally, I thought it was 31 minutes. And when I told that to Mike, he was like, Whoa, wow, I didn't realize it was that long. So it's tack on five minutes longer. Um, it, I mean, with it being under tribal combat, you knew... I mean, I was surprised Soul didn't come walking out, but because of the quote-unquote devastating injuries from SmackDown, um, he wasn't there. Okay. And then when he showed up, it was no surprise. Um, and does, does I mean, it's weird because all, all the guy does is scream. I mean, it, it's like, do you, I mean, I know you speak English. We, we've heard you speak English. Um and then, you know, I am now absolutely, uh, I'm Kevin Owens. I am absolutely done with this whole bloodline and everything now because they, they've lost me. They've lost me now supporting this bloodline storyline because of Jey Uso. And where did this, where did this come from? Um... I mean, I, I don't know. Unless, and I said this before, unless Friday night Jimmy comes out with a real compelling reason as to why he did this, then I'm done. Move on. It's over for me. I, I just, and if, I mean, there was nobody else. No Umaga, no Appa and Sika. None of the elders were there. Um, thinking that, you know, one of the elders would be there to take that cherry pepper looking thing. And and they would be awarding whoever won the acknowledgement of the tribal chief and would have put it on there. I mean, give me something. Your, your big surprise in this match is the announcer saying Solo's not there and then he comes out anyways? Or Jey Uso being there and turning on his brother? That that was your big surprise of the match? Um, I mean, yeah, and Tribal Combat, they used a table, what, like three chairs and one kendo stick. Yeah. And that's it. You know, Solo went through the announcer's table, so it wasn't even Roman or, or Jay. So it was just, once again, something that I that I was just thoroughly, I don't say thoroughly, but somewhat disappointed in. Um, didn't get enough out of it, just like, you know, DJ had said. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it just a B. All right. So overall... Um, like I like I said in our chat, I think this was the best SummerSlam that that I saw um, this year, and uh, I mean, overall there was too many, you know, a couple matches that just didn't meet my expectation. Unfortunately, one match that did meet my expectation on the negative side, so I really can't overall go higher than a B. Uh, do you guys? I, I got beat off from a B. Yeah, I'm going to give it to DJ grade. I'm going to give it a B plus. I thought it was a real good SummerSlam. 
Um, I just want to see, you know, we got four weeks to go now till payback. And um, I just want to see, you know, what matches they're going to have. But I'll get into that soon. We finished up closing up uh, the SummerSlam recap here. But yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was one of the better ones. I mean, I've watched every every SummerSlam since its inception, and it was, you know, there was some good points. There were some bad points, like they have at most of the premium live events, and I gave it a B plus. So. And that was our SummerSlam recap here on the Top Rope Report. And like I started to say, you know, four, four weeks now, four weeks from now, we have payback September 2nd in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What are the chances we're going to see Jay versus Jimmy in that match, in that, at that show? Well, it's all going to depend on Jimmy's reason why. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but I know I mean, Joe, I, Joe had sent I me something. We, Go ahead. I think we're going to see some uh, some matches from SummerSlam carry over to Payback. I don't know which ones, but... Well, I mean, I, I mean if you're going to say that, then you got to think some... Which ones you think are going to carry over other than Jay and Jimmy? Probably, uh, probably Drew and Gunther. Why? Just out of curiosity. I think uh, they'll put those two together again. That was that was a good match. I really think they'll do that. Probably CEO Sky defend against one of the three women. I don't know which one. No, it would be Oscar. She was the champion. There'd be no reason to have to face Bianca or Charlotte. Um, well, maybe, okay, maybe you could throw Bianca in there because she won it from Asuka, but I don't think Charlotte would be involved in that at all. Okay. Um, I just, I don't, I mean, to me, just because a match was a good match doesn't mean you have to put it on again. There was no controversial ending. There, it was a clean cut victory between two guys that beat the shit out of each other. So I don't, I'm not 100% convinced we'll see anything with, with Gunther and Drew McIntyre. Do um, you think they continue something else with Sheamus and LA Knight? Could we see that one-on-one matchup at Payback? Sheamus looking for Payback that. against getting eliminated? It would make sense, yeah. Wouldn't mind it. What about possibly Ricochet Logan Paul again? Yeah, it could have been brass knuckles. Yeah, I mean, I, I, wouldn't mind those, I wouldn't mind seeing those two matches again. No, have Finn yep. and uh, Damian Priest, loser leaves Judgment Day. <laughs> hey, you never know. I mean, what are they going to do as far as the title defense for... For Seth, are they are they gonna put him in the ring against Damian Priest, or are they just gonna leave Damian Priest out of the picture until he cashes in? Don't know. I, I but I think so, at this yeah. next one, we have to. 
100%, in my opinion, have to see Rhea Ripley defend against somebody. I don't care if it's the maid from the hotel that they're booked at. She's got to defend her title at this next premium live event. Agreed. Yep, totally agree. Yeah, like this one. And could they be building it up to have her defend against Raquel? I'm hoping so. I think that would be a real interesting and a real good match. Yeah. I mean, I like the character that Rhea plays now because it's the uh, it's the tough the tough lady, you know. But Raquel Raquel Rodriguez is no she's no slouch. I mean, she's a powerful woman, and I think I think uh, I think that would be a great match. I'm not saying Raquel's going to win it right off the bat, but I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah, maybe a Shotzi yeah. versus Bailey match. Yep. And you know, apropos, it's named Payback, so right. Right. I would definitely, I would definitely think Shotzi and Bailey would definitely be on that card. I don't know if it's going to be a stipulation. If it, you know, if Bailey loses, she gets her haircut or something like that. I don't know. But at least we're not going to see Ronda. Right. Yeah. But I, I think. So, as far as referring to the payback aspect, I think the main event will be Valhalla and Maxine Dupuis. I wonder if, I mean, I know that they haven't really had much going on um, since they formed, since they joined up, but I wonder if we'll see uh, I still call them the new Hurt Business. I wonder if we're going to see Dawkins and uh, Montez Ford together in a match or, you know, see Bobby Lashley, you know, in a match as well. I mean, I know that they haven't really had anything for him lately, but now would be a good time to get something going with him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, somebody that I follow said uh, they should just, they can't be Hurt Business 2.0. It just it doesn't it that does a disjustice to Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander that it should either be the hurt profits or street business. <laughs> okay. Not horrible. And I, think, and I think street business would probably fit more, but so but yeah, I mean I think uh I think if they play an upright payback could be could be done pretty well. And, you know, will we see, you know, will we see Austin Theory on the payback card? Will we see the um, the men's tag team championship? I don't know what the story is with Kevin Owens, how long he's going to be out. But Well, it takes several weeks for any broken bone, typically six to eight weeks. So, yep. So, we'll just have to see. <laughs> What WWE is going to do with the next pay-per-view, like I said, it's going to be Saturday, September 2nd. It's payback. So. And, yeah, I'm just going to see what, uh, you know, what everybody's got to say on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. And uh, I don't know if there's any anything on the advertise for the show yet. 
No, it's only no. it's only Sunday evening. Why would they tell us anything about Monday Night Raw on Sunday evening? <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, I thought it was a good crowd. I mean, Fifty nine thousand people. That was uh. Yeah. They 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 packed them in. I think that's more than the Detroit Lions get for a football game. Uh, and uh, another thing I, I mentioned to Greg earlier, uh, what do you guys think of them uh, switching up the announced teams? Michael Cole and Rick Ryan going to Raw? As long as they, they don't bring Booker T up. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, if, if they don't think that, I, I don't know, my opinion, they just don't think that Kevin Patrick um, is is a good lead commentator. You know, Corey Graves is fine doing color, but they need a lead commentator. And that's, you know, rather than leaving Wade Barrett and Michael Cole on SmackDown and just bringing Michael Cole himself to Raw, they just flipped it, but doing double duty for Michael Cole. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I I, I, I believe he's married, but maybe his wife's off for it. Yeah, go away for another couple of days. See you, bye. So, all right, guys, anything else you want to add? Nothing else no. that I can think of. All right. All right, well, like I said, that was our SmackDown. Uh, that was our um, SummerSlam recap. And uh, like I said, you know, September 2nd, we will be we will be having our Payback Premium Live event from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So looking forward to that. So on behalf of the Nugster Greg and Mr. 24-7 DJ, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Wednesday. Later, guys.